Welcome back, dear listeners, to another enlightening episode of our podcast, The Cannabis Connoisseurs Women's Series. I am the Mommy Jane by myself today, but we have the pleasure of diving into the fascinating world of cannabis and pregnancy, guided by a true expert and advocate in our industry, Sydney Parlier. Sydney is a cannabis doula and driving force behind the empowering Instagram page, Canna Birth, which serves as a valuable resource for pregnant women curious about elevated birth work, and in my opinion, just like women in general, really. So join us as we explore the intersection of cannabis and the journey of pregnancy and birth. Let's begin. Sydney, we are thrilled to have you on the show today. Could you introduce yourself and share how your journey led you to become a cannabis doula and create Cannabirth, a platform for women seeking elevated birth work experiences? Wow. (laughs) I don't know that I can top that introduction, but like you said, my name is Sydney, and um, yeah, I am a doula working at the intersection of women's health and cannabis. Um, And really how I got here is a really long story. So I'll try to sum it up that it's really a culmination of everything I've done in my life. Um, And when I, I actually started in the cannabis industry side, and then became a doula. So when I became a doula and started like advocating for not just like cannabis things, but women's health and rights and options, it was just intuitive that I would marry these two lines of work. Um, it almost felt like a disservice not to. So that's how I got That's here. so interesting. <laughs> Most of the nurses and professionals that I have interviewed or have been interviewed by have actually started in the opposite d- direction. They started I- as a professional um, uh, in the healthcare industry and actually came over to cannabis. So I'm so fascinated by your story and the fact that you actually worked backwards and felt like it would behoove you to, to you know, why not go into birth work? Yeah. Why not make it an elevated experience? I mean, it really truly is even without cannabis. So imagine if we add that and make a culmination of just something really, really wonderful. And, you know, those of you that are pregnant right now and listening to this, I'm sure you're like, yeah, tell me about it. But seriously, it is it is a very beautiful journey and can be if, it, if it's explored in, in a in a different lens and that's where you come in right yeah. I mean really yeah bringing bringing some sort of clarity and comfort into a often really uh, unsure and scary to some of us you know uh, experience it's a really yeah f- mind body and soul trauma really it really is and for th- those of you that don't see it that way I mean i bless you you're so lucky yeah <laughs> but I feel like I'm still healing the wounds from from birth right oh my goodness I mean I talk to women who are our seniors our elders who are still healing wounds from their birth 40 50 years ago it's it's like I cannot understate the importance of having support knowing what your options are being well in other areas of your life because it directly impacts how you're going to experience that pregnancy and that birth And for me, I didn't have the white picket fence pregnancy. I was really lonely. I was moving from Hawaii back to Illinois. So that was kind of traumatic. And then my partner like cheated on me when I was seven months pregnant. And it just, my experience was not, was so far from the loving supported journey that it really should be, which is where I came into birth work 
And that's where a lot of birth workers come in. A lot of doulas come in because they had their own experience or um, sometimes it was a good experience. But most of us come with with a colorful background of like, you know, now I want to help people kind of avoid or work through some of these things that I wasn't able to, to really get a grasp on at the time. So, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I'm, thank you for being so transparent. I know a lot of us, um, you know, a lot of what society shows and luckily social media is changing that. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it was so taboo to ever say anything negative about pregnancy. Yeah. You know, yet you had, it was always sunshine and rainbows and it was always like, oh, I just never felt so beautiful. I've never felt so sweaty or heavy or in pain in my entire life. Like I just felt like the, the, the gravitational pull of the earth while I was pregnant, like in, in such a special way, but it is cool. I mean, honestly, like in retrospect, I am really glad that in this lifetime I got to experience being a mother because it's such a unique journey oh yeah and I'm really glad I got to experience what women can withstand like you don't know how strong you are until you get pushed to the test no pun intended and you will you know I I talk about this with some of my clients who are they have fears maybe it's their second or third baby and they had a traumatic experience so they're overcoming it and it's like look like you're gonna make it no matter what happens in your birth how it unfolds even worst case scenario you are going to make it you're you're gonna go through it and you're gonna come out the other side so take the support for what it is and and you'll get there so yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's truly it's truly like an honor to walk next to women whether it's during pregnancy in I mean labor and delivery is the veil is thin and you can feel it in the room you know you're in the the room with life and death and it's it's an honor truly to be able to walk what a dance that you have danced you know i mean those of you that i work in labor and delivery you know that that is such a dance i love no one's ever put it that way with a veil we always talk about midnight or 3 a.m or you know the the november 1st and all that but we don't discuss the veil being thin in those moments of life i've never seen anybody pass in person i i've known people who have and i bet the feeling's very similar yeah you know where you can almost cut the experience human experience with a knife yes yes yeah that's really beautiful thank you for for putting it that way and i love the way that you understand the connection with trauma and cannabis and this being another moment of of a possible trauma in our lives you know that we don't really acknowledge as as being one we wonder why we come back so downtrodden and and physically removed and mentally removed and just you know all those things that you come back and you're like what am I anymore? Yeah. You know, so just really commend you for for taking that on, and um, you know, into uh, w- the next question. You know, as a cannabis doula, you have likely encountered women with diverse experiences and needs. Um, so, what are some of the most common ways cannabis can support expectant mothers during their pregnancy journey? Oh gosh, uh, let me count the ways. Right, <laughs> there are so many. Um, some of the more common like ailments that people are treating are nausea, vomiting, anxiety, depression, chronic pain. Some people are already using cannabis to treat a chronic condition or some kind of medical condition that they then become pregnant. Right. And then it's like, well, what do you do now? Like you've been using this medicine that now you're pregnant. What's the next steps? Um, there's people that are using it to treat addiction, right? People that are coming off of like opioid addiction that are using cannabis and then they become pregnant. 
these people need to know like what the next steps are and how they can like safely implement it into their routine still because you don't have to stop <laughs> yeah you definitely that's don't. something that's very real no that's true you know cannabis and pregnancy is a very delicate topic i know some of you are probably listening right now and like shaking your head at at what we're saying but it's you know <laughs> um because it's surrounded by various opinions and concerns you're already an advocate for cannabis and and obviously went to pregnancy and birth so how do you address those potential stigmas and misconceptions that you overcame in the cannabis industry and are bringing to the intersect of of doulaship is it doulaship is doulaship a thing (laughs) i don't know that i've ever heard it put that way but it makes sense it does birth work i think i think birth Birth work work would be kind of yes birth work is more pc yeah yeah um So I think that addressing the why, right, getting, getting really clear on why you're using cannabis, getting really, um, reading things, getting into like the history of cannabis, if you don't know it, like some of those things are going to just naturally kind of unearth that shame and fear. And you'll understand that a lot of where that stigma comes from is just propaganda. And it's just, it's, it's not truth right so I think that would be like that's typically where I start with someone who's who's kind of struggling with those things it is yeah it's a lot of undoing it really is mm-hmm. um, a lot of unlearning. a lot of lies yeah a lot of unlearning yeah. and as I like to say re-education we're yeah. just re-educating right nobody <laughs> nobody here is reinventing the wheel right we're all just bringing our own personal experiences with the research that we've done and putting it out to the world and saying like look this is this is what I've found. This is this is the anecdotal, the overwhelming anecdotal evidence from other people in their experience. Take it for what it is. It's definitely not the answer for everyone, but it has a place. It, it should be an option for women in their reproductive journey, even during pregnancy. Yes. So just rehashing this information and, and trying to, you know, dissect some of this stigma that's where it really starts to shift you know when you have conversations with people like I've talked to like midwives in our in our local community and other doulas that like come into the these meetings that I hold about cannabis that and they're like I know nothing I I didn't even know this was a thing I didn't even know that women would do this (laughs) and why would they do it and it's it's like a pleasure for me to like just talk about it because typically that's that's like all some people really need then they walk away and they're like oh cool um do you think that I could go to the dispensary and (laughs) what should I use for anxiety (laughs) and so yeah yeah I you know there's been so many moments in my pregnancy where I was in so much physical mental pain um and luckily you know I had cannabis available but for the ones that didn't and didn't know that 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 was an option I can't imagine, I really can't imagine not having that support. And um, my heart goes out to, to those of you that don't feel that support because it is absolutely a choice. And in my opinion, no one knows better than you. Yes. Y- you listen to your body. Mom knows best. Yeah. Mom, your mom right now, you are carrying a baby. You are mom. Mom knows best. And what's best for you is being able to get food down and having a pain less painful pregnancy um you know better sleep there's there's a million reasons why you should consider cannabinoids to support you throughout this experience and um obviously safety is a paramount concern 
when it comes to cannabis use during pregnancy. So what key guidelines and precautions do you share with pregnant women that ensures, you know, a responsible and informed use when it comes to um, cannabis and pregnancy? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to like go back just a little bit. And I love that you said um, cannabinoids and not just cannabis, not just THC, because there are so many other cannabinoids and products and methods to use other than just smoking THC flower, which is a misconception still, even even in our industry, even as we see the industry unfold and have more products and more access. It's just... It's important to, to note that first because that kind of does segue into safety. The fact that there are other products and methods that you can use. Um, and safety for me is kind of like a twofold question. It's like safety as far as like physical safety. And then it's safety as far as like what are the laws in your area? What is your provider? What are their policies on cannabis use? Right. If you're kind of the the 80% of women that go to the OB, do do they do routine testing? Will you be tested at the hospital? How safe are you really to consume? Do you live in a state where it's even legal? Those are really important considerations for sure. Thank you for bringing that up. I think a lot of us don't realize that there's still a number of illegal states, believe it or not, you know, um, and congratulations to those of you that are getting on the board this year. I know there's a number of states that just signed in the past six months. We're so lucky. Let there be more. May there, may, may a year from now be there be even more positive stories and changes because women deserve safe access. I know we were getting anything we could get our hands on 16 years ago when I was pregnant. It was only flour. That's yeah. it. There was no, if there were tinctures and topicals, I didn't know about them. No, yeah. Um, so please use utilize what's out there. There are various methods down to the tea you could drink at night that are will help you relax and give you the ease that you deserve, give you that homeostasis. And, um, you know, what so many people don't realize is we are, and you talk about this all the time in your content. So those of you that don't follow, Sydney, this is a reason why. Um, but we need to talk about how, oh my gosh, I just lost my train of thought right now. Well, oh, well, let me let me kind of oh, fill this in a little bit yes. because um, if you knew where I was going with this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so you touched on homeostasis, right? And when we're talking about we we talked about safety as far as like laws and stuff, but when we talk about physical safety, these are a lot of the questions in my DMs, right? What is the best method for me to consume during pregnancy? Like, how can I keep my baby and myself physically safe? Um, and you are just trying to to obtain homeostasis you're not trying to consume more than you need to and you don't want to consume less than you need to because you're just not going to feel the effects or the relief right that you're seeking so utilizing things like teas tinctures like you were talking about like that's that's one of the ways that like if you're if you're a moderate heavy chronic smoker and then you become pregnant you definitely want to consider some other options what are you trying to treat because there's probably something else you can be using that may actually treat it more effectively and you can take less. <laughs> mm-hmm. So really what, you're, what, what we're doing always, even before pregnancy, and it's especially important when we talk about fertility and conception, that overall balance gives you the best chance at conception in the first place. And then moving on from there, it gives you the best chance to just maintain a healthy pregnancy, a healthy developing baby. So, yeah. 
Wow. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a chain reaction, mm-hmm. usually, and a positive one. And I'm gl- so glad that you spoke because it gave me a chance to think about what I needed to say and actually is adding even more bodies make cannabinoids yes. we are and endocannabinoid it's within us um our, we make it for our children when we produce breast milk we make it when we laugh and sing and yeah. do all those wonderful things that make us feel so good so those of you at home that don't realize that um you know please understand that there is an endocannabinoid system we do cover that in this series as well so please find that episode at, at your convenience and follow sydney because she definitely brings that topic up quite often and i think that's a really important one that often gets overlooked is endo means within us okay yeah we are literally making it everybody it's a pretty amazing stuff so we are one with i like to say we're one with the plant the plant was made for us and we were made to help support this plant and and hopefully make get it more available to those that would benefit from it totally yes um so some expected mothers may be hesitant that are listening and still still even ex- you know hesitant about incorporating cannabis because of the obviously the legal concerns and medical concerns that we just addressed so how do you navigate these sensitive issues with your clients do th- does this even come up for you and what resources do you provide to address their questions i know a resource but i don't know if we're not to bring it up yet <laughs> <laughs> yes um so it's kind of interesting because i was surprised when I started doing this work when I started like working directly with moms how many people came to me and they actually wanted to like quit like they were like look I'm just like a habitual smoker and I actually like just don't I'm worried about like I don't I don't see like the risk of me testing positive being worth it because I'm not really like treating anything it's just kind of like a habit so I was like kind of surprised honestly I've almost had no one come to me that is not already a consumer and wants to become one during pregnancy it's almost always they are already consuming cannabis they become pregnant they need to know what to do Um, and like I said some people come and are like just give me some tips on phasing this out for a little while or finding alternatives and we just spoke about the (laughs) the ECS (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I call it the ECS for a reason. Thank you. Um, Acronyms are friends. Yeah, yeah. And so we talk about we talk a lot about you know what it looks like to support your ECS without cannabis. You know, and there's a whole slew of things you can do, which are really the same things that you would suggest to someone for just overall health and wellness. Right, getting plenty of sleep, drinking plenty of water, um, move moderate movement. Um, There's other plants that contain cannabinoids. So this is important. And terpenes. Yes, and terpenes <laughs> and all these things. So it's like, obviously, cannabis is the most, the the heaviest um, plant with cannabinoids, but there are other plants that contain them. So, you know, something like this is so random, but like black pepper <laughs> is good for anxiety, right? So it's like, because of its terpenes and so it's, it's there's a, a myriad of things that you can do if that's, if that's your goal, but. Um, I can't, what was like the, the question that you just, no, you're, you're okay. doing, you're doing a great job. <laughs> okay. Honestly, like what resources that they, they would provide, but what pre- you're giving resources, yeah. food, exercise. I mean, um, there's, there'll be resources in the future for those of you that are curious as well. So please just, you know, obviously be on the lookout with modern, uh, you know, modern just discoveries people are putting themselves out there way more than ever before heck uh you know just even seven years ago I felt very alone on this journey and this year I've never been 
more empowered, yeah. more supported, and looking around and being like, look at all yes. these women doing these amazing things, and it, it, we, we can't do it alone. So if you're listening right now and you're considering it and being an advocate, please, please come on board. Talk to your friends about your cannabis use. Be, uh, you know, obviously mindful of where you are, but but there needs to be a point where if we can talk to our, our friends about so many other mindless things in my mind, why don't we talk about the big things that we really are going to be making an impact? Yeah, exactly. Um, so just a little nudge from my corner of co- of the <laughs> earth for those that are listening. But so as we know and have experience, I've I've have more than one kid. You as well have more than one kid. Birth experiences can vary widely. Um, some women may consider using cannabis during labor and delivery. So what are some potential benefits for using cannabis in a birth setting, and what factors should be considered before making a choice like that? Yeah. Yeah, this is a really good question um, because <laughs> I because I was not someone who used cannabis during labor, and I was like a moderate to heavy consumer at that time. I mean, I still am, <laughs> but but at that time, I didn't have near the amount of tools that I have now, and it didn't even like occur to me. And maybe it's because I was having a hospital birth, so I knew my access to that was going to be pretty limited. But I put up a question box not too long ago about this, and oh my gosh, I was mind blown at people's responses because they were like, yes, there was a lot of, uh, my labor went faster, (laughs) like a lot. And obviously that's completely anecdotal. Like there's no way to actually know if it was cannabis, but I was mind blown girlfriend. Like there were so many responses of people just having really great experiences with using edibles, even like, like in more early labor stages, actually, you know, inhaling, um, drinking teas, topicals, compresses, a hundred percent. Yes. Um, all through pregnancy, (laughs) no matter where you are, topicals for sure. Compresses. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I would say like (laughs) my tip for it would just be to like, think about what it's going to do, like what, what you're using it for. Like I would, like I said, in early labor, inhaling would probably feel wonderful. It would probably get your mind off of what's going on and, and time. Because when you're in early labor, you are aware of time. You're like, it's another hour. Where are my contractions? It's another hour. When you start to make that shift from early labor to what we would consider active labor, that's not the case. Time just becomes totally obsolete. And so I, I don't know that I would see inhaling as like being a huge benefit. Now edibles or something like that, I could see that coming into play and, and being helpful. So did you Gosh, use I it? wish I had edibles. I wish I had edibles. <laughs> so did you use it during your, any of your labors? I, I d- did use it for my first, first labor. In my opinion, this is what I thought. I was like, because I was very good. I had only probably consumed it like a handful of times because I, to be honest, I didn't know I was pregnant. And this is a very unique experience for those of you that are listening. I did not know that I was pregnant with my first child until I was five months pregnant. Five. I was still spotting. I wasn't gaining a significant amount of weight. I mean, I was a, I was a smaller frame. I was 23 years old. So like imagine a 23 year old body, um, and I thought I was gaining weight around my tummy because I just moved back home and like was eating food with my mom and dad and like 
you know, just like, the usual stuff. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think anything of it. I, I thought I was just really tired because I was a landscaper at that time. And I was like, oh, I'm physically laboring. Like, of course I'm tired. Yeah. Of course. Didn't even think much of it until, like, I thought I had a tumor. I got really scared because my dog would lay on my stomach. And I was like, what the heck? Like, this feels, like, hard. And then I took a, I don't even know. I, and at that time, my boyfriend was living in Southern California. So, like... It was a shot in the dark that it happened because yeah. I barely right. had seen him. You know, it was the one time in the summer where we, we visited. And so it was just so, and for years, doctors had told me that I wasn't going to get pregnant. So yes, I didn't know for five months. So I wasn't like a heavy cannabis consumer then, but I would like have a toke maybe after work every once in a while or like a beer like once a month after work. Like I wasn't a heavy drinker even then, but like we, my dad would come over home with like a six pack and we'd have a beer. Yeah. And I, and I, and it was funny because a lot of those times I couldn't even finish that beer and looking back, I'm like, oh, this makes perfect sense. So when I got pregnant the second time, the minute I had aversion to alcohol, I was like, you're pregnant girl yep. because your body already is like, no, 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 I'm good. No, I'm good. So yeah, I had cannabis uh, several times, but like when we were in and I knew it was time. I'm like, I need a bong load. Like, I don't even care because it's we're going to the hospital anyway, and I'm gonna get this baby out. Like, that was my mentality. Like, it was at that point I would I was too far gone. Yeah. Who is gonna stop me? At you know, because you're just in so much pain, you will take anything for relief. And that was when I was yeah. just starting to like understand it as medicine, right? For myself. Yeah. Now that so. kind of makes me feel like <clears throat> maybe it would be maybe inhaling would be good in active labor. It's just I such mean, a, it's just such a, like, it, like I said, it, for me, like, I was not a doula when I had my two kids, not even close. I never even thought I was going to have kids, let alone <laughs> eventually be serving other moms and like thriving in motherhood. But it just never, that just did not occur to me. And now that I call in my next pregnancy, I'm definitely like, I'm taking myself through my entire framework I've never been able to do that with myself so it's really exciting and then obviously in labor like I'm planning a home birth so that's the other thing is that if you are using cannabis during labor just to be really mindful about your setting um because if you are not in a home birth situation and even if you are if you've hired hired a midwife it's just that energy can someone else's energy can change the energy in the room and it changes your birth experience. And sometimes, I mean, birth for me, and I think for a lot of women is, is almost like a psychedelic experience. And when you add cannabis to it, that, that's that, right? Like the veil is thin. It's, you're already kind of like lifting off. And I would hate for someone to feel more sensitive and be, you know, in this, this realm and to have someone come into your hospital room and like totally knock it down, you know, and change your whole experience because it can pretty quickly shift. So just being really mindful about who's going to be around, where you're going to be. Um, something to note about like the laws here in Illinois is that if you're having a home birth and that's what your plan is, if you transfer to the hospital for any reason, they will drug test you on admission because you were not planning to birth there and you don't have a provider there which really speaks to the stigma of home birth <laughs> honestly Jeez. but yeah so so it's like you just want to want to make sure that you know what the laws are like in your area and and where you're birthing at clearly the laws are never in our favor <laughs> yeah and you can call something that i do pretty often for other people i've done it in all the 
to all the hospitals in my area is call and ask for their policies. Like say, hey, I'm a medical cannabis patient. Even if you're not in a legal state, you're calling anonymously. They don't know who you are. Just say, I'm a medical cannabis patient. I'm planning to come there to deliver. What are your drug testing policies? And I've never had anyone like get shitty with me or <laughs> they've always they've always been pretty nice about it and told me what they are. They, they have to. That's your right as a patient. Okay. So it's your right as a patient to know. I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's a patient empowering on this podcast really. Cause <laughs> Emily Kyle was just saying uh, on the, on the, her episode, if your nurse or your doctor is not pro cannabis, you need to find a new doctor. Yes. And I was like, Oh my God. Yes. That, that is the energy we need in 2023. Yep. Yeah. Feel supported. And we should be, you know, even asking your doctor about it maybe maybe not in a in a pregnancy situation because it's just a more sensitive time that's totally up to you if you want to disclose mm-hmm. your consumption to your provider but i think just in general with providers like the more that that we the public the people the patients ask those questions the more pressure it puts on them to educate themselves so even if they are a doctor that's like oh absolutely not maybe it it something in their brain kind of connects and then they start to look into it you know so it's 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 a trickle down effect I think or trickle up oh (laughs) no it's trick it is a trickle up um I do love how you said er uh, earlier I was just thinking about this too I wanted to bring it up like if you like coming if you're an alcoholic or if you are having an opioid addiction and using cannabis instead during pregnancy because it's less detriment to your child that's something I never considered before and it's absolutely a common topic there are people that I have in my community who are have opiates in their system even SSRIs not all of them are good for pregnancy as well um yeah I mean even experienced lots of different adversions because of medication during pregnancy yeah I think that's pretty common and that's where people start to say like you know maybe even if they weren't consuming at the time they became pregnant a lot like I've encountered a handful of people that are like I've smoked a few times in my life now I'm on you know medication a <laughs> I want to get mm-hmm. off of it because I'm pregnant because I know it causes birth defects or there or, or some kind of negative outcome I thought about cannabis you know um and it, it's even like seizure medications like women that have epilepsy if they're like like almost all common seizure medications are known to cause birth defects so if we can c- use like Epidiolex instead, which they are actually in some places treating newborns born with epilepsy with Epidiolex. Yes. Amazing. Right. Chills. <laughs> it's it's we're, getting, we're there. getting there. We are because we definitely who wouldn't want to give a mom and a baby access to something that could be better for them than a pharmaceutical choice. You know, can I tell wouldn't? you something? My friend gave birth in Colorado in about 10 years ago. They gave her opiates to recover in the hospital. Yeah. And she was like, I happens. was so fucked up. I didn't feel anything. And I was like, yeah. Well, you know, right, that an epidural is fentanyl. Like most epidurals are made with fentanyl. So what happens sometimes is if a mom is drug tested in the hospital and has had an epidural they may bring up her positive screening because it was actually the fentanyl that came back but then they're like oh and now there's cannabis too and that's the problem right that's the one that they're worried about (sighs) it's crazy 
get me off this planet <laughs> i'm ready to go home <laughs> no kidding Shoot. no kidding oh my gosh yeah for those of you out there you can absolutely go from opioids to cannabinoids you can absolutely go from alcohol to cannabinoids there's an option out there for you please get in touch with sydney because there are resources out there there yeah. are people that are willing to help they've made it their life purpose i mean really is you've made it your life choice to help i love that you said serve mothers what an underserved demographic really yeah do you want to know something also when i first started the mommy jane I would look up hashtags for information because I was trying to do research. And yes, you might think, oh, you shouldn't go to hashtags for information. But you know what? Screw it. Yes, you should. Yes, you can. If you look up anything mother, mother advocate, mother motivator, mother like motivational speaker, anything with like motivation, mom, less than 5,000, less than 100, less than, there's nothing for the moms. Can we at least have cannabis? Seriously. My God. And we love, like, society loves to shame moms for their choices across the board. And so when it comes to cannabis, it's, like, ten times worse. Which is, you know, I, I, this is, like, our full circle moment because you were the first Cannamom account that I found. And I was, like, instantly drawn to how transparent and honest and just unabashedly yourself that you were that it it really like inspired what I'm doing now because it is we are underserved you know and I loved that you talked about more than just cannabis you know you talk about inner child healing and trauma bonds and it just it's amazing and I, I really I love to like stand in this space with you because we are just serving moms that's just what we're doing when it when it, you really boil it all down all the things we talk about it really just comes down to serving moms and that's pretty amazing thank you sydney <laughs> i'm trying my best not to <laughs> lose it on this podcast but thank you um it's an honor to do this in this lifetime beyond beyond incredible and special and I guarantee there's not a moment, there's never been a moment since I started that there hasn't been a day that I've not been in complete awe and gratitude. Every single day, I've never taken anything for granted. Yeah. Really, and I never will. And these conversations are exactly why I did this. And I'm so glad that I get to be here and, and share the space with you and with everybody listening today. Thank you for being here. This is a really important topic. You moms are so important and so special and you deserve to feel that way every single day and if it means you having a full spectrum cbd tincture to get that smile on your face and get out the door and have a job well done then so be it you deserve it our lives are not easy it is hard to be a modern parent it is so hard to parent in general but we are not handed a really good deck in this day and age no so i commend you all for showing up and even just getting this far you know yeah yeah we Uh. we parent a lot in isolation that's just that's the way that our society here in the united states is set up and cannabis can be your right hand woman (laughs) your right hand friend whatever you want to call it it's like it really can be it's a tool it's it's i always say like it is she's my life partner 
And like any other relationship in my life, it ebbs and flows. And sometimes we need to take a break from each other. And sometimes I rely on her more heavily. And that is okay. All of that is totally okay. Because I am standing here before you as the happiest, healthiest, mentally, spiritually, physically that I have ever been in my life at 32. Because I have utilized plant medicine. Period. And if you knew, if you could have seen me 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you'd be like, there's no way. I would, I just wasn't even, you know, so I digress because just look at us. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you to the Cannabis Connoisseur podcast also for allowing this space and creating a women's series. This was a very important topic. I was brought up n- numerous times and um, you, you were the absolute perfect person to to bring on and talk about this and I have a couple more questions you're yes, not done okay, yet okay. I definitely have some questions um, I am curious because y- this is something I'm very very curious you likely work with medical professionals and other birth support teams as you mentioned in other uh, questions earlier so how do you ensure open communication and collaboration when you're providing that care f- for expectant mothers so what I've been doing in my local community over the past couple months is holding just conversations about cannabis and reproduction. And I've had doulas come, I've had nurses come, I've had midwives be there. Um, and really, I've been so fortunate that in my local community, I'm like supported. They're like, hell yeah. Now, that doesn't mean everyone's been like that, but the majority is. So that really helps me kind of like stand in my my work and in my truth. And really, that's what I rely on when I start to feel like like there's kind of that negative negativity coming towards me. I just like stand in my own truth. Right. Because at the end of the day, I'm just sharing. I'm just regurgitating information in a way that is different than other people might. So. Yeah. Does that answer you're your tackling, question? Yes. You're okay. tackling topics that people are very afraid to yeah. reach. Yeah. Really. Doctors get uncomfortable talking about it. They're, I mean, really, I'm sure you, I'm sure you make people uncomfortable in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think, and it's, it's crazy because when I first started doing this work, I was like, how do I, like I, tr- I was like treading really lightly because I live in the Midwest where it's a small community. It's a small community of birth workers. There's only a handful of OBs and midwives. So it's like, I kind of was like slowly testing the waters a little bit. And then I had one client here in Illinois, um, in person that just blew it wide open for me that I, I really directly saw the benefits of cannabis for a postpartum mom. And I was like, okay, I'm doing this. And then Cannabirth was born. <laughs> so, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Wow, Sydney. So it took one good positive anecdote to just set you, it, fi- it set just you on fire. Because it was like I witnessed it in real time. It was like all the research that I had done, all of my personal experience that I had, which is just mine, right? When I saw it, like witnessed it with someone else like I worked with this woman for six or seven months so it's like I really got to see she had stopped consuming and then started consuming again and just to be able to like witness that transformation while she was postpartum while she was breastfeeding 
just changed it for me, changed the whole game. Oh my gosh, that's really beautiful. I yeah. love hearing an origin story that is based off of empowerment like that, yeah. you know? I mean, really, you helped empower somebody, and they f- their their power showed through. Yeah. You know? Gosh, that's that's all we could ask for when it comes to motherhood, right? Is yeah. feeling that power. Yeah. Thank you for, for giving them the space to find that, you know? Gosh, what a rem- think about this. I mean, these are the things that they're going to talk about in 50 years that were the f- on the forefront because we are starting something, starting a whole new industry that didn't even exist, <laughs> really, Yeah, from the ground up. And it's just really special. And you're doing uh, it, it in such a tasteful way. And I really commend you for that, really. Thank you. Um, <laughs> oh, so we have a few more questions, obviously. Um for women that are not choosing cannabinoids, but you still want them to have a, a holistic approach to this, you were mentioning a couple ideas, um, you know, as far as getting exercise, getting enough sleep. Are there other herbs even that you might want to suggest people to, to check out that you've suggested to your previous uh, clients yeah. that might help in this? Um, so I'm definitely not an herbalist. I would definitely refer out to an herbalist if someone was like really, really serious about wanting to try different herbs. Um, but there's some that are really common, right? Like lemon balm is good for anxiety. Lavender is good for anxiety. Essential oil application, you know, properly diluted essential oils that can do that quick chemical change in your brain to like boost your endocannabinoid system. Um, and really stress management plays a really 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 big role in this that's kind of the first before you even start looking for alternatives and I would I would maybe even say before you even rely on cannabis learning how to manage stress when you're pregnant or even before you're pregnant during that journey is going to set you up for a better motherhood experience a better better postpartum better early motherhood Um, it's just going to give you that, those foundation of tools that, that you really need and then start looking for herbs, right? That's, this is kind of the holistic mindset is like, we're addressing body, mind, spirit. So if we're addressing, I would say in pregnancy, address the mind first and, and your body, are you getting enough sleep? Like when someone's, when someone comes to me and they're like really struggling, that is the first thing that, that I ask them is like, how much are you sleeping? <laughs> because That's if you're not everything. sleeping, that that is everything. That is the foundation. So rest the body, then work on the mind. Um, what I wanted to start, I was just talking to Ryan a couple days ago, how, what I wanted to do, because anxiety is such a real part of, of our life these days, you know, and, and one of Hazel's friends said out loud the other day on a play date, she was like, I have never had anxiety. And I was like, oh, bless your soul, (laughs) young child. (laughs) It'll come eventually. If not, oh my goodness. I don't know if anybody's ever experienced a full entire lifetime without ever experiencing anxiety. But if they haven't, wow, it's impressive. My ex-partner did not, like when we first started dating, he was like, what is anxiety? Like, I don't even know what that is. And I was like, (laughs) what? Okay. And then the first time. So for the few that aren't (laughs) aliens. I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. (laughs) And then the first time he had anxiety, he thought he was like having like a, like a heart attack. And I was like, no, this is anxiety. Welcome. Welcome to my life. Welcome to anxiety. 
24-7. Here's some cannabis. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so with that being said, what I told Ryan is I want to begin asking our guests, like, what is their favorite anxiety reducer or their, their go-to for stress reducer so that we can help maybe shine a light on methods that maybe people haven't necessarily thought about. Like, for myself, and I know this is, like, a no-brainer for some people, but I swear walking outside is We'll do wonders. Yes. You go outside for 10 minutes and you walk and you tell me you don't feel like a changed person. <laughs> so what is your like number one stress reducer? Even sitting in a garden, in my opinion, yeah. is like a great stress reducer. Yeah. If you have a garden access. Yes, I totally agree. I just moved out of a second story apartment and had no garden and it is different. Like now that I have a backyard, I'm like, wow, that is anxiety reducing <laughs> and just going out and like pulling some weeds this yard needs a ton of work and I love it because I'm just out there all the time um I definitely rely on CBD a lot for anxiety um I make sure sleep is one thing I know we just talked about this but sleep is one thing I don't compromise on it's just the one thing for me that I'm like, I got to have it. So if I don't get adequate sleep at night, I have anxiety during the day and I will probably take a nap. That's just... Do you stay up late? Um, I do now that I'm in kind of like a newish relationship because <laughs> I feel like... It's exciting. It's exciting, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but the novelty <laughs> will wear off and I'll be back to my 8.30, 9 o'clock bedtime. <laughs> I love the mornings. For me, oh, one thing I love to do is journal. And I've kind of gotten away from it a little bit, but journaling was actually a big catalyst in my own transformation from being kind of a hot mess to like <laughs> a put together mom. And that's the, saying the least, <laughs> but journaling every single morning helped me organize my mind. And as moms, like we wake up sometimes and it's like, our minds are just going instantly what we need to do what we need to get get our kids ready for what's going on for the day oh we have a trip in three days we need to pack for the, like we are just as and it's like before you even open your eyelids sometimes so <laughs> the cold spaghetti brain my kids know yeah like, i have spaghetti brain right yes. now just wait a minute yeah and it, it was it was nice like when i was journaling regularly in the morning because it was like brain dumping like it was like i could just dump all this shit out and then move on with my day not feeling as spaghetti brained <laughs> right um, the goal but that something is the goal. and I, I i will mention this here we don't have time to like get into it maybe we'll do another episode on it but <laughs> um mushrooms had have been pivotal for me in my own anxiety journey i've been microdosing for almost two years so that's been <laughs> so that's quite a long time pivotal for me it's enough yeah. to have an opinion for sure yeah for sure <laughs> yeah and uh, and people will be like <laughs> like what is it like what what's the change or what is it and I'm like well I don't know but when I look back I left a seven-year relationship <laughs> I started a business I flourished in my you own are life, the you change know? so like I am the change. Look at you. Like, I can't yes. even really point to anything specific it's just like when I look back everything is different you know so I wish I had found mushrooms sooner. Yeah. I really, really wish. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad I found them when I did. But my God, I was thinking, this, this could have saved me from so much yeah. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but totally. it's fine. It's fine. It's, it exists now. All you Gen Zs listening, honey, you better take that yeah. torch because it's a hot one. <laughs> Trust me. You're going to need that fire to burn, yeah. through, burn through the night. Yes. And it's, it's interesting in the birth worker community um, it almost seems like 
sometimes providers are more accepting of psychedelics than they are of cannabis, which is like look really at the research. Interesting. Yeah. All positive so far. They're yeah. like, look what psychedelics can do for you. Look what psych. I'm like, uh, NBC, what about cannabis? You've been shunning us for years and just giving all the bad research. Like cannabis is going to ruin your lungs. No shit. If you're going to only give like smokers and carcinogenic like lifestyles uh, a thought yes. and you're not going to actually really do a conclusive Oh, it just right. drives me bonkers right. that they literally set us up for, I thought that this morning, that's so funny, because I had no trouble showing, like, positive outcome with, with mushrooms and alcohol, and I was looking at this going, like, how positive a plethora of the, of the search engine would be, but if I typed anything cannabis-related, like, recent study show, it's like, oh my god, so, <laughs> yeah. ugh, take yeah. it with a grain of salt, y'all, take it with a grain of salt, yes. so, with that being said, we will do a mushroom week, I will have you on... I would love to talk about this, uh, you know, at some point, somewhere. We'll talk. Yeah. Um, But to conclude, what advice or words of wisdom would you offer to pregnant women who are curious about exploring cannabis as part of their birth journey, um, but may still have reservations or uncertainties? So we kind of covered this a little bit, but Mm -hmm. really starting with like, if, if you are in that position right now and you're listening to this really get clear on your intention and why you are using this. I have a lot of people come to me that they're not even sharing this with their partner, let alone their friends and family. Like they're just completely in the closet. And if that is you, you are so far from alone. And I know that that is so like cliche to say, but as someone who was literally alone during my pregnancies, like you're not there are there are a plethora of accounts like ours like high society mama you know there there are so many that you can find solace in you know join some conversations even if you just want to listen you don't have to like be active in the community to get a benefit from it really for me that was huge in my motherhood journey and if you're <laughs> if you're pregnant and you're consuming and you're feeling some kind of shame i just encourage you to really look at that and decide if it's even yours is the shame even coming from you or is it coming from the people around you is it coming from society at large because there's a really 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 good chance that it is not even yours so you can give it up you can set it down and if you're doing you know if you know that you're consuming because it's 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 making you feel better because it's helping you as a tool then keep using it you know it's okay you're gonna like go through this pregnancy and come out on the other side especially if this is your first one and realize that everything was fine the whole time I can't tell you how many times I've heard that from a second, third time mom that, oh, I have no reservations about using cannabis during pregnancy anymore because during my first one, after everything was fine, I realized it was fine. (laughs) And now more than fine, more than more than fine, more than fine, more than fine. So stay away from, you know, Googling and going down rabbit holes of, of stuff like that. Find resources and people that can help you look at it from a holistic lens. I think that's can be a problem sometimes too where if you're just googling for information like you're gonna find whatever information you want to find this is the internet (laughs) so I I would suggest gravitating or latching on to 
someone <coughs> or a resource or hire a doula who knows about cannabis or, or someone that can walk you through that journey. You can absolutely join my community. It's wide open for you and you are welcome. <laughs> and In fact, so I encourage it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep. So with that being said, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners that you are excited about or just want to put out there? Well, you know I'm excited about <laughs> what's coming up for me. I just finished writing an ebook that is a Cannabirth handbook, and it walks you through the five-step framework that I created. It's totally original. It's my signature framework that I use with every single, well, almost every single client that I encounter. And it really is a guide meant to guide you through using your own discernment in whether you in whether cannabis is right for you. And it also covers things like your menstrual cycle and things that really aren't pregnancy related, but can help you kind of obtain that overall health and wellness like like we want, because that's what we need as moms, because healthy moms make healthy babies and healthy babies and moms make healthy families and healthy families build healthy communities it's it's a trickle up effect like we were just talking about so i think that's their contribution yeah. to a better world yeah yeah so it's it's not launched yet but the ebook's coming soon maybe by the time this episode is out it'll be it'll it be will live. be perfect timing <laughs> so go ahead over to i'll have it on uh as a in a highlight for for resources for all of you so if you follow me go check my highlight section and if you are following sydney you will be after this episode. She will probably have it yes. everywhere, everywhere where she's yeah. available. So definitely um, check it out. I've got, I've been very lucky to take a look at it, and it brought me to tears. It's that good. And if I could, if I would have had that years ago, this would have been a whole different story. And I'm just really grateful that you're changing the experiences for women out there. I mean, really, really grateful for you, Sydney, and everything that you've created for, for women. It's not just, this This handbook is not just for birth. This is not just for pregnant women. This is for women. That's the thing that people need to understand. It's a Trojan horse and you, everybody needs it. It's like a condensed version, version of this podcast series. Yeah. And I really hope that you guys take your time out. Even if you feel like you understand cannabis and how it works with you, you probably will learn something because I sure did. <laughs> Even after seven years, I'm still learning every day and that's what makes this industry so special and this plant so important yes yes that thank you sydney for everything yes thank you seriously thank you because truly <laughs> without you if i had never stumbled across your account i i don't know that i would have those doors would have opened for me to other accounts and just the possibility like when i found you i was like whoa like here is someone that like like she's like me like I see myself in her and I like am just in awe and I just am <laughs> so grateful for our paths crossing and just how it all worked out because the future is really bright it's it's we're doing some really cool stuff let's hear it for the Janes yes. the mommies and the other Janes all of the Janes yes. <laughs> this, is, this is 2023 and beyond we're taking it yes. we're taking motherhood back yes and we're doing it with an infused beverage in our hand. Yes, we Because are. we can. Cheers. <laughs> yes, we cannabis. Once again, a heartfelt thank you to Sydney from Cannabirth for sharing her expertise and passion for cannabis and pregnancy with us today. It's inspiring to witness how compassionate birth work can be enhanced by holistic practices and thoughtful guidance. Of course, holistic 
because birth itself is holistic. It's mind, body, spirit. So to all of our listeners, pregnancy and birth are deeply personal experiences and the choices women make during this time should be supported with empathy and understanding. We encourage you to explore reliable sources like Sydney and beyond. If interested, consider reaching out experienced professionals for guidance on this unique path and be sure to visit Canabirth on Instagram for more insightful content and resources related to elevated birth work. We hope today's episode has been enlightening and informative, sparking curiosity and compassion as we continue to explore the multifaceted world of cannabis through the eyes and experiences of passionate patients and advocates. Remember, this information in this episode is for educational purposes only and should not be considered as medical advice. Always consult with qualified healthcare professionals regarding any decisions related to pregnancy, birth, and cannabis use. Thank you for joining us on this journey, and until next time, stay curious, stay mindful, and embrace the power of informed choices. Wishing you all the expectant mothers out there a beautiful and empowering birth experience. Happy listening. Until the next episode. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna mom show and we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals healthcare providers policy advocates caregivers moms by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness wisdom and hope i am so grateful to have found my tribe of canna podcasters right here on pod connex and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together